Can you get my full range? Ha! Can you do the whistle tone? There. Ariana Grande. Which one? <laughs> the, the imagine whistle tone. Oh, the. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that sound good? I am a talent. A, a <laughs> national I'll try, treasure. I'll try now that you did it. I All feel right. like I feel bad. Hold on. <laughs> Whoa, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> Yours is high. <laughs> everybody welcome is... back sarah welcome back tina welcome to the podcast that's right summer's in session boys and Ooh. girls and non-binary humans it's june bitches time to get your june bug bugging yeah that's right we had a hiatus we, we took a lot longer of a hiatus than we thought we were listen shit happens it's called life okay, it's people? called drama it's called like everyone's a fucking adult here so <laughs> just not up or shut up. Not up or shut up, except don't conform to the patriarchy, okay? So pussy up or shut up, all right? It, yeah, but the, it, the, it just, like, doesn't rhyme as well. Yeah, That's but, like, don't idea. be a sack is yeah. what we're trying to say. Yeah, don't. Definitely don't suck. Is <laughs> Don't suck. Don't be a sack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, good. welcome to To, to all, all the Rom-Coms We've, we've loved, loved Before. I'm Sarah Kelly. And I'm Christina Archer. That felt good. It felt so good. Wow, we are back I in action. I this so much. Ah, so Christina went on vacation. Mm-hmm. I had a personal crisis. Lots of them. Oh, tons. I actually. also had a personal crisis oh in that God. time. Yeah, and then so we took a couple weeks off. Yeah, but guess what? We're Every back. week we just kept postponing. We were like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I was like, my anxiety is just like really up today. So yeah. So let's maybe just like later this week, and yeah. then we just wouldn't text. And eventually, you know, now we're here. We're but, drinking wine. And we have two dogs in the room. We we're do. at Christina's house right now. If you can hear Annabelle licking her butthole, I'm sorry. Okay? You know, a girl's got to keep it clean. Okay. You know, she's keeping it toit. That, exactly. Anna, and Pippa is wearing a mock turtleneck currently. As Ali Wong has said previously, uh, a butthole is a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> baby cobra baby yeah <laughs> i've so. licked it but i haven't sniffed it <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't eaten a butthole grow up <laughs> uh, Ali wong is my lord and savior speaking of ali wong this week we're talking about always be my maybe and we'll linger wrong strong i don't know the word after that have you seen that video of mariah carey and um 
the person commented she's like mariah carey is the only person who can do 25 notes in like 10 seconds um, and mariah you- carey was like actually i counted 30 <laughs> i have not but have you seen mariah carey listening to ariana grande do whistle tones yeah that was she is obviously jealous as fuck it was uncomfortable to watch. honestly it was like girl fix your face because ari is our queen now you were in the 90s <laughs> Well, also, not that I don't love Mariah. You can't maintain that range forever. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't know how singing works. If you're a professional singer, eventually your vocal cords they start hurting, like because you're singing every night at your full range. You know. I guess I feel like maybe the more you practice, the better you get. Maybe. So that's kind of how I feel because I know your range can increase if you practice. That's true, but also Adele said that. Ooh. Okay. Well. The lights temporarily went off like a ghost. But even if they go off, we still have the ambiance. We've got roughly 25 candles in this room right now. And this computer's charged. We're ready to go, baby. Okay. (laughs) What the fuck is happening with this lamp? It's flickering like a ghost? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Feels like, um, what's his name? Oh, this is, I was going to be a good reference and I just messed it up. From Harry Potter, Peeves. Is that his name? The ghost guy who's head headless horseman guy? The Not headless the headless guy? one. Peeves or pil- <laughs> pilfering peeves. <laughs> Is that correct? No. Gracie Dover will correct me on this later when she listens to this episode. So thanks for the fact check, Gracie. Oh, we should get a fact checker. Honestly, we should. But we can't pay you and your only payment will be wine and a peach pizza that and I made. Also, uh, encouragement. Yeah, and, I love. Uh, and a lot of support. A lot of support. We're a very supporting environment Incredibly. Here. Honestly, my heart is full. There you go. My heart is full today, folks. My heart's probably like, uh, it's running like probably like 30%, which I gotta say is a strong 15% Wait. more than what I average. We only have one lamp on. The rest is just candlelight. We're just in the dark now. Oh no, we have two lamps. We've got a salt lamp. Which, if you don't have a salt lamp, you don't have ambiance. Mm-hmm. That's Am true. I right? I gotta agree with that. There's also a candlestick. There's a ton of, like, tiny tea lights in here right now. You're fucking welcome for this. I love it. My heart is honestly full enough to fill yours up. Oh, thanks. Okay, I so I'm that. giving you my heart juices right now. Oh, my God. That's really sweet. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know what? It's true. Speaking it's of heart juices. My heart's overflowing. This week we're talking about maybe my one of my new favorite rom-coms for sure this uh, is like second for me this yeah well, no no no. okay it's third this yeah this definitely top five for sure immediately it's dope it's a great ride from start to finish truly ups and, and downs twists and turns i gotta say asian american representation I, this touched me in a way that Crazy Rich Asians never could. Mm, I still haven't seen that. I'm waiting for our episode. On and it. I know a ton of mean Chinese ladies. So <laughs> I, as relatable as Crazy Rich Asians is, always be my maybe. That is. Yeah. I don't even know. Whistle tone it. <laughs> that felt right. Right? That one felt right. Maybe that's my new talent. Imagine a world like that. Perfect. It sounds like it sounds like the smoke alarm. I think it sounds. Oh, it does. It sounds like a tiny little mouse. Well, thanks. Who's like coming through just this little hole that no one can bear to fill up in the wall because they're like, oh, I don't want to hurt this little tiny mouse. And then you're having a dinner party, and all of a sudden you hear, (laughs) and it's your little friend. I'm like Fievel from American Tail. (laughs) American American Tail. Is that the movie Fievel? 
I don't. The little mouse who comes to America. It's about an immigrant mouse. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. (laughs) All I can think of when you say that is Stuart Little, and he is not an immigrant. No, but Stuart Little did definitely stunt on like literally everyone. Stuart Little had a little red car fucking going fast as fuck. He had big dick energy. Stuart Little did have big dick energy. Much like myself. Yeah, Stuart Little. I can't even compare. (laughs) Who goes fucking orphanage? You see all these fucking ass kids. Guess who you pick? The tiny ass mouse. That's your brother now. That's your brother now, bitch. That's that's big dick energy. Oh, yeah. That's your brother now, bitch. Yeah. I'm Stuart. What's up, sluts? What if what if Offset Stuart Little? What if they did a behind the scenes where Stuart Little's actually like really raunchy? So like, oh no! So like the whole, you know, the movie's like, yeah, I'm Stuart Little, hee hee hee, and then like Offset, he's like sluts everywhere. <laughs> this is a horrifying concept. Sorry, yeah, that actually would be terrible. I would never watch it personally, you but would. I would write it for someone else to make. <laughs> And it was you were a ghostwriter. Yeah, and it would be disgusting as fuck. It'd For be, sure. It would be nasty. Stuart Little in the hot tub, but only mini hot tubs. <laughs> and then he watched a show that's called like Mice Gone Wild. It's just like girl mice. Girl mice titties. I don't even know where this so is going. So that should always be my maybe. Oh yeah, starring Ali Wong, Randall Park, uh, Angels. Michelle Buteau. Is that her last name? Michelle know. Bateau. I don't really know how to pronounce it. You're kind it. of the fact checker of this podcast. Oh, fuck. I probably will look You've that up. You've pretty much done all the work recently. <laughs> um, so, recently, I mean like for the last six months. So always be my maybe. Guess what? It's Harry Met Sa- when Harry met Sally, but Asian and San Francisco. Guess what? <laughs> we're loving it. We're living. We're loving. We're learning. <gasps> live so, and learn. It's my motto. I love that. It is. I love live and learn it. Anyways, so this movie is starring Ali Wong, who plays Sasha. She's an award-winning James Beard chef, fucking badass bitch. She goes into her fucking restaurant, kills it every fucking day. She's going back to her hometown to open a new restaurant in San Francisco that's, like, part of her, you know, brand or whatever. And she rekindles her relationship with her childhood best friend, who she was literally friends with, Marcus. Wait, it's Marcus, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm almost 100%. Yeah, so Marcus, who is, like, this Korean guy played by Randall Park, and um, and she's, like, Vietnamese. And so they have been best friends, and then they fell out of friendship when they slept together when they were 18, because basically it just, like, ended bad, and it was tense so they've rekindled their relationship as adults probably like 15 years later anyways so here's what happens they rekindle their relationship and sasha oh what meanwhile sasha is dating this world famous restaurateur who is uh played by i think daniel day kim right Uh, yeah yeah. daniel day kim who's brandon and he's like this very famous asian wealthy guy they're supposed to get married and then basically he cheats on her with padma lakshmi Mm -hmm. he like says let's go on a break yeah so basically she finds out that he's been using her for her career this whole time which is fucked up but then she rebounds and she rebounds hard with guess fucking who keanu motherfucking reeves that's a rebound Keanu Reeves, played by Keanu Reeves. He looks good as fuck. He's coming fresh out John Wick 3. He is. That motherfucker 
Okay, also, I don't know if you know this, Christina, but mm-hmm. the Asian community claims Keanu Reeves. Really? We love Keanu Reeves. All Asian women I know, literally, like, Asian moms, their number one crush is, like, Keanu Reeves, number one, Jason Statham, number two, The Rock, number Except three. you can't say his name right. Jason Stratham? Statham. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we went over this we many did. episodes ago. Yeah, right. Like, 18 episodes ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, Jason... Statham. 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 What am I? I can't Statham. even say it right now. Anyways, Whatever. Listen, Jason S. Keanu Reeves is only like half Chinese, but literally Asian women fucking love Keanu That's Reeves. wild. He is our celebrity, right? So she dates Keanu Reeves for a little bit. Marcus is jealous because fucking surprise, surprise, he's always fucking loved her. He's loved her since day fucking one. And guess what? She's loved him since day fucking one. But it doesn't work out with Keanu Reeves. He's actually kind of a dick in, you know, this movie life. But I wasn't going to say real life because in real, real life, Keanu Reeves is a fucking homie. I know that for sure. Do you? Every Twitter thread I've ever read about Keanu Reeves is like, everyone... Keanu Reeves is a fucking homie. He's unproblematic. He's aged great. And fucking, mm. we all love Keanu Reeves. Everyone wow. on set. So. I love that. Listen. He's amazing. What happens is Sasha and Keanu kind of break up. And then Sasha and Marcus sleep together because they were like oh my god we still have feelings for each other but here's the thing marcus is kind of a fucking like bitch boy you know what i mean he like has no ambition he's in this band that's going nowhere because he literally doesn't want to grow or thrive or do anything really and then sasha is like wait i have to go to new york to open my next restaurant do you want to come with me? We're kind of having this thing. I really have feelings for you. I've always had feelings for you. She's like, I've got goals. You've had feelings for me. And I'm not going to set aside my career for like this relationship. But also I want you in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is so, a power move. It really is. But in a good way. Not in like a like I'm trying to overpower you way. It's a power move in like I know what my life is. I know what I want. And I want you. And let's do it. Yeah. And this is fucking feminist as fuck. Mm-hmm. Intersectional feminism. Bless. Thank you. anyways so she goes to new so he goes you know what actually i don't want to follow you to new york and fucking she's like okay well fuck you then goes to new york opens her restaurant and then marcus in the meantime is in san francisco realizes his fucking big ass mistake because he's a fucking fool Mm -hmm. then he goes through his shit moves out of his dad's house expands his band you know he's really like trying to like have ambition and goals then he fucking realizes that guess what his fucking goal is to be with fucking sasha the love of his fucking life how could it not be the person he's clicked with since day fucking one Mm. he goes out to new york he chases her he's like guess what bitch i'll hold your purse any day of the fucking year i loved that one i will support you and your goal and i respect your ambition and you know what like if this is the level you're on i'm gonna be on that level you know it's dramatic it's great she has this great outfit on she looks good as fuck he buys a suit i'm shook and that scene is great too and then it all accumulates to the fucking end scene where fucking sasha opens her fucking restaurant in new york and it's 
literally in honor of his mother who died who inspired her and like inspired her to become a chef and, like taught her how to cook and I it's mean, called like judy's way i know and his I mom's just, name is judy i have chills i can't i've got chills right now i can't even tell you Aww. it's th- honestly oh we're gonna get into this we are we are <sighs> but it is such a great moment they realize they belong together always be my maybe and they are always be my babies and they <laughs> end up together mm-hmm. boom always be my maybe <laughs> it's like i never left yeah it's like, yeah you're back with a vengeance baby <laughs> always be my maybe sarah okay <laughs> Now, for the formal synopsis. Always Be My Maybe is a 2019 American romantic comedy film written by Ali Wong, Randall Park, and Michael Golomko, and directed by Nanachka, Nanachka Khan. It stars Wong and Park as childhood friends from San Francisco who have not been in touch since a brief teenage fling ended badly. In the 16 years since, they have grown up in vastly different circumstances. Wong's character, Sasha, is a celebrity chef while Park's, Marcus, is still living in his childhood bedroom and working for his father's air conditioning service. His life largely largely frozen since its mother's premature death. Sasha and Marcus reconnect when Sasha returns to San Francisco to open a restaurant and romantic chemistry from their teenager years remains. But Marcus's fears and Sasha's fame and demanding career challenge their relationship. Boom. Leaves you hanging. I can't even tell you how excited I am to talk about this. Let's get into it. Let's dive in. What's your favorite scene? Okay. Well, first off, my favorite scene is definitely the end when she opens the restaurant and you find out that she dedicated the whole fucking restaurant mm-hmm. to, like, his family and how much they inspired her. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really speaks to, like, her roots. And it's, like, this beautiful scene where it's, like, she is, yes, she's an Asian-American chef. And she's, like, using her culture and making it this new American, like, high-end cuisine type thing. Mm-hmm. But also it's, like, all this, like, humility. And it, she pays homage to their family family and it's Mm -hmm. this beautiful moment and it's honestly the most asian woman move i've ever fucking seen in my life that's the like biggest romantic gesture an asian woman would do is like literally like oh yeah i set up a whole fucking business in honor (laughs) of your fucking family wonder if she's a virgo she is right she has to be i don't know all asian women could be virgos (laughs) a little bit (laughs) i've never felt so represented in a movie like ever in my life i can't even tell you I love that. I watch it with my other friend, Christina. But anyways, I've literally never... Like, this movie, to me, is, like, the peak of Asian-American culture. I love that. In such a great way. I'm I can't emotional tell for you. you. I know. I We both cried, like, honestly. I'm, I'm very emotional for you, but I obviously don't understand. But I'm, like... I'm, you know, I don't even think... But honestly, as a white person, you still really enjoyed this movie, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. And it was great to, like, like, I don't know. I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like their race changed anything, like, in for me in the movie. You know what I mean? No, I like, agree. It, the if story anything, was it, pure. The, yeah. And, like, it shouldn't, obviously. Yeah. Like, I don't think race should do that. Um, But I thought it was, like beautifully done where it was really representative for people yeah for you well here's the Um, thing with like asian american movies is that there's always like this part where it feels like oh i can't 
complete this obstacle because of my race and that's like the same thing with like african-american stories and like let's like latinx american Mm. stories and it's always like oh yeah because i am asian we will have this cultural boundary that we will not get over or whatever that is so interesting but in this entire movie them being asian just really enhances both of their stories yeah it doesn't like hinder them in any way shape or form you know yeah which is awesome yeah i love seeing and that okay you might need to correct me or the listeners can correct me if i am aired in my view mm-hmm. I don't that's not the right way to say that but whatever um but I feel like I like seeing stories where I like seeing stories where race isn't affecting things negatively yeah you know no but I, I agree but obviously like you have to recognize race and like acknowledge people's differences and acknowledge like the privilege differences that go into it. it like depending on where you grow up and all that stuff you know like acknowledging all that stuff is really important but I love seeing things like rom-coms where it ha- it doesn't have anything to do with their race yeah it's just like they are Asian yeah no and that was really cool too because it's like both of them are kind of like aw- oddballs a little bit because like Sasha this whole movie is very high achieving but she's so a chef which is like not the traditional career path of like an asian american person especially an asian american woman yeah and like marcus on the other hand he just works as like he does air conditioning and he's in a band and he like lives with his dad into his like 30s yeah so it's kind of like oh well here's this guy who's actually kind of a bum like he kind of doesn't have any ambition it's Mm -hmm. the complete opposite of the stereotype of a high achieving like asian american male yeah you know he's not like this harvard business school guy he's i love that like breaking out of the stereotypes too you know yeah i love seeing that like i don't know i liked i loved the career choices that they chose for them no and like i loved i guess i i love that it's like we get to see in movies and in stuff like in media now that it's like asian americans and other people are more than just one dimensional yeah you know because for so long they've been portrayed if they're portrayed at all they're portrayed as one dimensional right so like i love seeing that these two asian americans are portrayed as complete opposites basically yeah um even though they grew up next door to one another and like in very similar circumstances obviously like their family lives are different but like they're income bracket and stuff is probably very similar and they went to the same schools and they still had these vastly different lives yeah and then also i think another thing about the stereotypes is like even their family is so different like his marcus's parents are so nurturing and then so family oriented they're so supportive of him Mm -hmm. regardless of like you know his dad is supportive of him doing music and like living at home and that really like breaks the stereotype of like typical asian dads that are like oh you have to study hard get into a good school Mm -hmm. go be an engineer whatever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so her parents are like very (laughs) hands-off yeah um because they were very hardworking in their own yeah thing and like they were so busy with their business Mm -hmm. that they like didn't pay as much attention to her yeah um and then that it like in turn made her so focused on her career yeah but I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think Ali Wong and Randall Park and the other guy, sorry, but he's not a star of the movie. So. Daniel Day Kim or Keanu no, Reeves? No, Michael Guillaume, whatever his name was that I just read out. The other person who wrote it. Oh, okay. Okay, um, okay. Michael something. Sorry, yeah. Michael. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sure you're lovely. I'm sorry. I'd love to chat one day. There um, is just so many like. <clears throat> also, this was really well written, in that it was like all the lines kind of so felt like written. when Harry met Sally, where it's like these quick, like they have such yeah. great and chemistry. very well thought out. Exactly. Like the conversations themselves, they weren't just like spat out onto a page. It was like, okay, no, he needs to say this so that then this happens later. You yeah. know, it it was like super well planned mm-hmm. and that like says a lot, I think about the writing. Is like that they really thought it out, super planned out, and then like when they wrote it, it was all written incredibly intentionally. It's so which good. I I love and I so respect. Yeah. You know, I think that's dope. And then obviously, I know you love Ali Wong. I, I love, do. I love, love Ali Wong. I, I respect her so much. her so much. Love her specials. Love oh, her stand up. She was the voice of Tuka and Birdie. She was Birdie on that show, which I, I don't know if that. you've seen, but uh-uh. it's the same pro- or same creator as the person who did Bojack Horseman, oh. Lisa Hannah. Did you watch that? I watched like the first season. I thought it was okay, but I wit literally 10 out of 10 stars for tuka and birdie it is like i'll watch that not what you expect at all even though it's like adult animation i love adult animation it's not like bob's burgers where every episode is like light and fluffy and happy Mm -hmm. it's like you know they just deal with like there's a whole episode where she deals with like how to ask your boss for a raise when you think you deserve it it's so good it's kind of like disenchantment have you watched that yeah yeah i love disenchantment disenchantment Um, was really good it was dope abby jacobson did an amazing job so good um but they talk about like very different things than like uh big mouth or bob's burgers yeah you know big mouth is its own yeah entity (laughs) yeah well that's what's so interesting is that like well like when you look at matt is it Matt Gronick or Matt Gronick? Well, the guy who made The Simpsons, you know? I don't know, sure. He made Disenchantment and he also made Futurama. Oh, I didn't know that he made Disenchantment. Yeah. So- I, I didn't watch Futurama or The Simpsons, so. Okay, well, basically it's like, The Simpsons is very political, like, long-running humor. Yeah. But, like, Disenchantment is, like, this kind of, like, emotional, timely humor. It is. And then Futurama was all just, like, stupid jokes. Yeah, it was kind of like American Dad. <laughs> yeah. I, there's certain things about, and like this, we can cut this out later, but I would like to talk to you about this at some point Yeah, in time, is there certain things about like white dudes making animation and like getting to talk about all the things that like I would have been shamed for mm-hmm. growing up or no, like, for sure. you know, like, like specifically Big Mouth. I have an issue with it, and I can't put my finger on what it is. I but know what you mean, though. I got close to it when I was talking to one of my friends about it the other day, and I, and I was saying, like, it's something to do with these white guys talking about things that I had such shame surrounding, mm-hmm. like, growing up and, no, like, I being so agree. embarrassed by all this stuff, and then them profiting off of it. Well, here's And, the like, thing. creating the show that people love. That's and, like, how white men like, and this comedy work, fair, though. You know? I'm, no, it, I agree. I literally, that's how white men in comedy work. I'm not even kidding. No, no, if you go right. to any stand-up they, right they now, talk about all that shit. they'll talk about their dick for literally 30 minutes. It's and like, a woman, if you make one you joke about your, your vagina, vagina, they have, they're already coming, overcoming kind of like an emotional struggle just to make that yeah, joke. Literally. Yeah. And like, you know, that, that show bonding, like very lightly touches on that. Yeah. Like super lightly. Cause every episode's like 17 minutes long, but, um, but there's, also like, like, a female stand-up in there whose entire set is about her period. Yeah. Um, 
and like someone is like well your your like totally about your period and she's like shut the fuck up and then like <laughs> she goes on stage and she makes one period joke and everyone's like oh and she's like <laughs> She's like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she calls him out on it. But still, it's like, uh, I don't know. Chelsea should- Peretti actually made a really good joke about Chelsea this Peretti. in her stand-up where she goes like, listen, a white male stand-up comedian will do a 30-minute set just about their dick. But if they started bleeding out of their dicks, it would be a 45 to 60 minute set just about (laughs) their period and their dick. Literally. And so when a woman makes jokes about their period, so like the criticism is like, oh, all these women make, all these women comedians always make fun of their, like having their period. But it's like, Okay, well, if a white male had yeah. their period, they you would know how use many that jokes material. You would make exactly, on it. endlessly, endlessly, endlessly. I don't, I don't know. That's that's just- also something that I really like about Always Be My Maybe is that the humor is really like contemporary mm-hmm. in that it's very like self aware. Yes, but it's also like genuinely funny. Yeah. First of all, amazing callback yeah like that was a really good way to rein it back in <laughs> huge applaud um second of all you're so right you're so right. the humor in this is in is very contemporary and really well done Aww. i just can't get over how well thought out this is like the outline is truly the hardest part of a script right right so like they i just want to say congrats on your outline like yeah. you did an amazing job no and then also <laughs> you know? when like, they are t- ali randall michael congrats when they because this is how it differs from when Harry met Sally is that when Harry met Sally they never really had a period in their relationship where they were genuinely together yeah we never see that we don't yeah we don't see that we only see them as friends they're like dating life whereas in always be my maybe there's like a solid 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of this movie where they're genuinely dating yeah and I love that but then that's also like what makes that so interesting is because we as audience members we see that and we're like they're dating yeah but they like when they're dating they avoid all of the major issues yeah. that a, like a real couple need to address to get over their obstacles and like stay together which is like i think a lot of the things that people do though naturally yeah. is like you do avoid those things at yeah. first and then you come to a head where you do have to deal with that stuff and overcome things and learn things about yourself which you might not want to learn and then after that you know you're doing okay yeah. But like so we see them doing the avoidance. Yeah. And then we see them take the wrong turn, which is breaking up and like not dealing with anything and then eventually coming back together and figuring it out. But it's like you know, this really could have just <laughs> you could have just figured this out beforehand. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be a movie, right? You're right. There's something I really want to ask you about actually, which is what do you think about Marcus's character and, like, okay, so let me preface it by this. Okay, so I was listening to this podcast that was called um, Escape the A or Plan Away from the A, something like that. But basically the whole, so basically Marcus kind of has, like, I don't know, there is, like, this stereotype, I think, with Asian American men where they are not masculine. And I think this addressed... Oh asian masculinity in a really interesting way where it's kind of like not leaning into the stereotype but it's acknowledging the stereotype but then it's building on it does that make sense yes so to me you know he is like kind of this ambivalent 
directionless and he's not he's definitely not like an alpha male so he's beta. i was just gonna say he's a beta male yeah he's not keanu reeves but when you they know put, how much we love a beta male so i do love a beta male we listen i love marcus in this movie me too i literally love him he's like every skater i would have fucked in high school i, was, I thought about that actually yeah when i when I was watching this movie, I was thinking about how kind of Florida he was. Yeah, exactly. The Toyota yeah. Corolla that smells like Parmesan mm. cheese. Mm. I've fucked in that car several <laughs> times. I have given a lot of dry hand jobs in that exact same car. I can't even tell you. That's why I'm like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I feel really represented like, right God, now. God, I am represented. Did yeah. I write this? Yeah, literally. I'm like, I could have ghostwritten this. You're like, damn, Allie, you did me. You did me here. Yeah. But okay, so here's what I, the point I was trying to make. Right, Sorry. Right, right. Um, so he's like, so he is like directionless and he's not, he doesn't have this like masculinity that like mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves has. He doesn't have like this confidence. Yeah. But I will say that like he finds his own confidence in a very organic way yeah and I think that's what negates the stereotype a little bit do you know what I mean I think I do um I think you guys are gonna hear my drunken thoughts right now (laughs) so uh hope you're ready to be back on the pod (laughs) (laughs) welcome back my heart is full let's talk about Asian masculinity yeah so I do think that's a stereotype that you brought up, which I haven't thought about mm-hmm. in a very long time. I think, I mean, obvi- it's like crossed my mind at times because obviously it's portrayed in media and stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't like actively thought about that. I don't even know. I don't even know. But it is totally a thing, right? right? Yeah. So the first thing I would say to that, like the first thing that comes to my mind is like uh, Randall Park, physically, I don't think he fits that stereotype. Because he's like kind of built. He's beefy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I said that, I felt like it was very sexual. (laughs) It kind of is. Beefy. (laughs) Randall Park's like really beefy. (laughs) I'm so grossed out by myself. (gasps) But he is. Um, And he's got like that, like, mm, jawline. Yeah. He's not like a chinless man. No. There's nothing I hate more than a chinless man. He works with his hands. Mm, Yeah. He's got a knows how to do things yeah handy yeah Mm. i love that so he doesn't conform in that way which is cool but it's also like then you know like is he conforming to like the white male thing of being masculine is being handy and being having a jawline and or is that being working class i don't know yeah i don't don't know. know either i don't have the education to dissect these things yeah sorry emery but you didn't help me there (laughs) <laughs> um, you've done me dirty in a lot of ways and this is one of them uh, we can't talk about asian american men in an accurate like, way how dare you first of all second That's of all rude ridiculous based off of all third the of all, cocaine i've bought from asian american <laughs> b-school majors that's ridiculous honestly that is racist memory and i resent them for it how motherfucking dare they do me dirty like this Ugh. anyway in a very organic way, but I would also classify it as a very beta male way. You she know? does direct it. Yeah, because she is the reason that, like, he finds it. You know, mm-hmm. she is the one who's supporting his his band this entire time. You know, because yeah. by the end of the movie, I don't know if we covered this in the synopsis or not, but by the end of the movie, basically what happens is he's, like, he took a little bit of initiative 
and she kind of rewarded him for it mm-hmm. not that he knew that yeah but she, so he took initiative and like made a website and for their merch and stuff and sold more than just like tennis balls um which is a funny gag in the movie i love it and then they have like a whole song about balls <laughs> bounce back <laughs> oh also i don't know if we mentioned this but marcus's band is literally like a rap collective kind of it's called hello peril which is a play on the term yellow peril oh i didn't even know that you're right (laughs) i i like was googling the other day i didn't even realize that's and i was like whoa i was like that is meta (laughs) i was like that's the closest i've come to being high in like a long time was me realizing that hello peril was a play on yellow peril i do know that sasha's character is based off of like a real vietnamese chef in la and i saw her chef's table episode amazing i feel like i'm the only person in the world who does not watch cooking shows you don't really need to i watch the great british bake-off and that's it yeah but i can give you the highlights of all the cooking shows i watch bobby flay here yeah my bobby flay impression honestly check my instagram for sarah's bobby flay impression (laughs) normally she only posts it to her close friends but i had her do it for my entire story (laughs) you know i sometimes i open up a little bit i love it I love when you open up. You're like a little crab. <laughs> You're just like a little crab who got a tough exterior who doesn't like hugs. But I'm going to get in there and squeeze you out. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a weird metaphor, but, um, you know. What was – wait, do you have a favorite scene? I kind of talked yeah, about – Um. <laughs> I mean, I talked about them fucking in the Corolla. Well, I was going to say your favorite scene is, like, a lot deeper than mine. Oh, the Judy's way – oh, my, yeah. Yours is, like – I, I felt like, honestly, should we not even talk about mine? Because yours was so good. Oh, no. But mine was, uh, my favorite scene is when when he's, when he's Marcus is dancing in front of the mirror and smoking a blunt. <laughs> oh, you mean literally me every and then his, five o'clock? And then his dad during- comes in and he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, dancing in front of the mirror and smoking a blunt. <laughs> and he's like, can I join? And then they both start dancing. It's not what you would expect. It's so cute. But that's it what this unexpected. movie is. It's playing with your expectations very, of yeah. what Asian American people can be. Yeah, I very much was expecting the dad to be like, are you serious? Like, go do something good. Yeah. I mean, exactly. not, that, not good, but you know what I mean. Yeah, go productive. do something productive with your life, Marcus. Yeah. Get it together. Be more than just an AC man who's in a band on the side yeah but instead i got a beautiful scene of two asian american males dancing in front of a mirror and smoking a blunt and having a joyous time yeah and i felt like it was a very peaceful scene and i loved that father-son bond oh my god you're so right that is a really beautiful moment right because also glad we made mine deep it really no it really shows like asian american men in an intimate setting that's not either them fighting or them like yeah like because i feel like all you see with father-son relationships when they're asian is like no dad that's your dream yeah oh (laughs) like (laughs) first of all hilarious yeah Um, literally you're so fucking right right every single movie is like all we ever see is them being like all we ever see is Asian American dad saying to Asian American sons, you're a disappointment. Exactly. Why can't you do it the way I want you to do it? And yes. now we see them being like, I accept you for who you are. And I know that you're grieving your mom still. Yeah. But also at the same time, his dad did like acknowledge that Marcus really like put himself in this position where yeah. he's not driven. He has no ambition. And like his dad 
towards the end is like i've kind of enabled you but mm-hmm. like it's you like your time to shine the you know you're wasting your life star. a little bit yeah he's a real good parent yeah i think i think he's just a very good person i think so too you know he's kind of the asian dad i've always wanted Me a too. little bit you know yeah my dad is cold and english just, I, like a really supportive <laughs> he's very warm really supportive asian dad who also nudges you in the right direction and also gently, is like i've gently. always wanted you to hook up with your best friend from you know, childhood yeah listen i love when my parents encourage me to get with people who i also want to get with oh my god happens also- a lot <laughs> One of the funniest moments of this movie, though, is like when Sasha reunites with Marcus's dad, like again, and And then she sees Marcus. Yeah, and then she sees Marcus. But the part where he's like, "Oh my God, you look so young! Like you look so good!" and she's like, "Oh, you look so young! You look so good!" and he's like, "I just use shampoo on my face." (laughs) I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" It's so accurate. How much money do you make now? A real Asian parent says I'm like, that. I'm like, I I want to know as well. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm my like, God. Listen, the nosy bitch in me wants to know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everyone tell me your salary because I think it's better that we're open and honest so that we don't have gender or racial pay gaps. Okay? I agree. That's Snaps what I'm really that. here for. Snaps. Side note, it's because I'm nosy. <laughs> but I'm also here for the social justice aspect. Um, one of the most touching scenes to me in this movie, and, like, I'm not trying to get in my feelings right now, but, like... You are, though, aren't you? I'm about to... I'm not gonna swerve you. I'm gonna let it happen. <laughs> is the fucking scene... I could scene cry, too. ...where... So, Sasha is, like, this great, like, chef, and she has these amazing restaurants, and, like, her parents... You know, they realize they've kind of been latchkey parents, like, her whole mm. life, because they've been, like trying to you know support her and like have a better life for her and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which is you know every immigrant parent you know is that they work their ass off off. and they're trying their best my parents work their ass yeah and when they're white they still work well yeah it's like anyone who comes to this country is basically like starting over when you come to america yeah you know even if you have a whoever you are wherever you come from yeah even if it was easy for you to get a citizenship or even if it was really fucking terrible yeah well like like, think about how hard it is to move from like one side of the city to another side of the city it feels like starting over no matter where you go no matter how far you go yeah when i leave this here home and go to an apartment i'm gonna be lost for days maybe more maybe years who's to say but when you're an immigrant and you come to this country first of all not your native language Mm. like you start Mm. over with friends that's a tough one you make your own family Family, you make your own community and mm-hmm. so like they're overcoming all these obstacles obviously what's gonna lack for them is like having that emotional support for their daughter because also Very that's true. kind of like a millennial thing to worry about now is like yeah. oh are we providing emotional support for our kids because i would say yeah. prior to 1990 all these parents were like yeah fuck you live on your own truly yeah so they were like well we figured it out yeah yeah and it's like is that really how we want to continue things yeah it's like <laughs> oh yeah like, was that a good system <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yeah we were home alone from hours two until seven o'clock at night and we turned out fine when my grandma used to tell me things like well i had a sugar sandwich for my birthday and you want this pair of boots are you serious christina and i'm like is, I, was that a good system that we had 
<laughs> was that did that sugar sandwich satisfy you Nana? <laughs> did it, did it? You feel good did that bag of bath salts you got and an orange for christmas did that really make you happy because <laughs> these boots will make me happy yeah <laughs> just but kidding the part where they kind of realized like oh we really weren't emotionally there for her and she mm-hmm. you know kind of not like resents them for that but she kind of like does resent I mean, them yeah, for that for sure you would yeah so the part where they're like oh yeah we went to your restaurant we have so many pictures to prove that said, you're our daughter and we paid full price i love that when they say we went to your restaurant and we paid full price and they're like we even tipped <laughs> That, to me, I could, I bawled. I was, like, I was emotional when that happened. That moment, to me, I was, like, wow, that is, that is a fucking. Damn, this movie is honestly gold. There's just so many, like, moments in this movie that are, like, it's, like, When Harry Met Sally. It's, Mm -hmm. like, all these really tiny moments. Little moments that build up to make this, like, incredibly poignant movie. Yeah. You know? And this beautiful love story and, like. A beautiful I think like it's not just I think the thing that's nice about this movie like unlike when Harry met Sally you know their movie we don't know anything about their family really you know like we don't find anything out about them no um but what's nice about this story is how like how much it is about more than just love yeah you know it's about more than just romantic love it's also about like familial love yeah and about for like forgiveness and um basically learning to like accept your family and learning to not just accept them but to like cherish them for what they have done for you yeah you know like like when Sasha opens up the Judy's way restaurant like that is her saying like thank you I cherish you and I love you yeah you know to both of her families oh my god I'm gonna get literally emotional when she's making the fucking like stew and then she's like oh i'm making your mother's recipe Mm -hmm. in this fucking restaurant i'm opening in honor of your mother who inspired me so much and was there for me Mm -hmm. when my parents couldn't be yeah like that felt so good this movie was extremely satisfying yeah it gave me everything i wanted humor sex yeah emotions i also loved when they had sex the second time like obviously not when they were (laughs) the scene when they had sex the first time in the car is hilarious Mm -hmm. in so many ways um but i loved the scene when they had sex the second time and they were both like well we got very good at that (laughs) you know (laughs) i was like yes you deserve it yeah you're doing amazing they're they were really funny i thought they had really good chemistry too God. Yeah. Um, something else I really liked about this movie, just like as a a general comment, sort of. Um, anyway, so what I was going to say about this movie, yes, is that I love that. This is kind of hard to describe, but I love the way this movie takes its time with comedy. So what it does, what I noticed while I was watching it, is that there were scenes that, like, in other movies, would have ended. But in this movie, go on for like 10 more seconds. And I love it. Because it really lets the moment sit. Yeah. And it really lets the reactions speak for themselves comedically. No, I agree. And I think I agree. it's fucking hilarious. I and agree. it's very much my style of comedy. And I was like, yes. No, I agree. I think I know what you mean. Because the scene where marcus introduces sasha to his girlfriend <laughs> when she like gives them the like hot dog the hot spaghetti. Dogs. I 
like I, I lost died. it. I lost I died. it. I died. I referenced that scene like probably twice at, since I've seen it. Or after when Keanu Reeves and them all have like dinner together, oh that scene. God. I just it, every part goes on for so long and it's so cringy and so good. So good. It's so funny. I just damn you guys you did me dirty with this movie it's so good yeah it's so good I've been done dirty oh my god I can't even deal the scene when they're 18 and they're well 18 quotes you know they're they're real age but she puts fake braces on and he like puts a wig on (laughs) I know they look amazing but it's so funny because they have sex in this fucking Toyota Corolla and and she's like like, Burger King after it smells like Parmesan cheese and I'm like oh and then he's like yeah I've got Parmesan in here (laughs) and it's like why why do you have Parmesan? Oh my god! And when she's singing Aaliyah, like in the oh, car, yes, she doesn't know the words. Same. That's me to all the Ariana Grande songs. That's me to any R and B songs. <laughs> I say I know all the words, but really I'm going. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's like, you could tell it's full of emotion. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. <laughs> this is accurate. This all, is with all the Usher songs. Truly, that I'm is like, Asian American culture is not knowing <laughs> the words to like the best R and B songs, but listening it. to them all the time and just like singing along either way yeah i like, love that i like to just i sing along to the sounds that i hear okay yeah <laughs> if they're not the correct words then they're not the correct words but i'm still singing along it's all about the emotions i know the tune <laughs> okay oh another scene i really loved out of this movie we've talked about almost every scene at this point but yeah it's when she's designing her second restaurant in san francisco mm-hmm. and then it's the white lady from did you ever watch happy endings yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's the woman yeah. from happy endings whose name i, I cannot remember penny. right now penny, penny from happy endings on, and she's like she has a podcast too i love her they drink whispering angel oh my god i should listen i haven't to that. listened to it but i know that they drink whispering angel on it i i'll listen i need to find out what it's called <laughs> um so the whole scene and this is like not relevant at all the to chairs. the plot where she's like and we could put gooby chairs here and gooby chairs here and gooby chairs here and gooby chairs here and i was like and then she goes and she was like yeah and i and i was thinking over here and sasha goes oh what gooby chairs no i was actually thinking high backs um, (laughs) we can make them gooby chairs if you want (laughs) i just love i love this movie and i loved all the reactions i thought the acting was fantastic oh uh unsung hero is Sasha's best friend whose oh, name I can't remember. Whatever thigh her gap, name is, but Thigh Gap pregnant Water. Lady. Pregnant Thigh Gap. Pregnant. Who is married to a woman. and Her name in real life is Michelle Bateau. Yes. And then her name on this movie is Veronica. Veronica. Yeah, that's it. And she's a lesbian. She's pregnant, so cool. And she's hilarious. I love her. She is awesome. And she's also part of their like teenage circle too. Yeah. Which, which is, is so funny to me. Except the teenage version of her did not look anything like her. She had all those piercings. And then that was like one of the lines when Marcus and Veronica like meet again as adults. He's like. Oh yeah. He's like oh I see you got rid of all your piercings. And she's like not all of them. Yeah. I know. <laughs> she's cool. I feel like I understand her brain a mm-hmm. lot. You know. I felt like when she was talking, I was like, yes, I'm there with you. I'm there in those synapses. Yeah. You know? She kept it real. Especially when, um, what's it? Sasha was having that conversation on the phone and she's like, don't use your phone voice with me, bitch. <laughs> I know. 
I know. I love Sasha's bougie lifestyle in this, you know? Same. I love that she rents this fucking gigantor house for just her. I love that. And then she makes this delicious like, five-course meal for just her. Her energy kind of reminds me of Retta. Retta. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I feel that that's her she- energy. Like, effortlessly hilarious. Yeah. I- and just sort of, like, living her bougie life and, like, doing her thing and just being amazing no i completely agree when you said retta i thought you meant renata from big little eyes do you watch that show i do not oh first of all you should you'd love i'm busy watching fleabag oh i love fleabag the best i think i'm her i only watched the first like two episodes but i really love them i'm very similar to her that one scene where she walks on she goes i was taking a quick 30 minutes to get ready and i turned out looking amazing i was like (laughs) Literally me. That was me this morning. I had to take. I had to take out, change my pair of shoes because I looked too good. Wow. And I was like, God damn. I was like, you look too cute. Tone it down. <laughs> I know. What energy? This is this is the <laughs> life I lead. Okay. Sometimes I just look too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Other times I look like trash. So it's okay. Oh, man, I just really. Honestly, I don't know. Okay, dear listeners, if you are an Asian American person and you watch this movie, let me know what you think because I feel like this is the most represented I've ever felt in my life. Are you taking a picture because my feet don't touch the grass? Yes. <laughs> well, what a movie. Really? Let me give you hit you with the reviews real quick. Oh yeah, hit me with the reviews. I started finding them and then I got distracted. All right, mm. ladies. Always be my maybe got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes accurate honestly i'm surprised it's not 100 metacritic gave it a 64 percent, and roger ebert gave it a two out of four which honestly is rude on both accounts um i don't support either of those let me see um i don't agree with any negative uh criticism of this movie so i won't read any reviews that are not that are negative so Basically, this movie got 100% in Christina Archer's review guide. Um, Yeah, don't listen to anyone. If they tell you it's trash, then they're trash and they're just jealous. I agree. That's my review. (laughs) Do you want to hear the trivia? Yes! I've been waiting for the trivia. I I purposely haven't looked up any trivia. There were deleted scenes that I wanted to look up. There were lots of things that were happening on the internet that I wanted to look up and I purposely did not so that we could have this moment right now. Um, Hit me with that trivia, bitch. Oh my god, you're going to really love this. So the first one literally is Keanu Reeves is part Asian American. He is Chinese yeah, and I Hawaiian. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I sort I kind of thought perhaps, but it didn't super cross my mind because mm-hmm. he looks like such a white guy, you know? No, I know what you mean. So, um, and I also don't think about Keanu Reeves a lot in my life. Honestly, it no was a very does. strange choice, I thought. But now knowing that all women, all Asian women like Keanu Reeves, we it makes all more do. sense. We literally all do. This is a conversation I had with Christina when we watched this movie. Is That's that like super interesting? Literally, I never think about him. My mom loves Keanu Reeves. She loves Keanu Reeves. My, Christina, my aunt loves Keanu. All my aunts love Keanu Reeves. How many aunts do you have? Uh, well, I mean, like, I only have. one biological aunt and then like i have one who's married into the family Uh uh-huh and then i have like 15 like aunts Mm, who are mm -hmm. all just like my mom's cousins yeah or friends who you just call aunt yeah i mean most of them are her cousins but yeah i have a lot of aunts and uncles like that but only two real ones yeah but like filipinos like 
we'll go on vacation together you yeah. know what i mean yeah. we're like fucking homies we're squatted you. up for life like her kid and like all my aunt's kids and all like m- like me my my family we're like yeah we're, we're squatted up that's you know dope. yeah so that's really interesting because like when I saw the commercial for the new John Wick movie, first of all, I thought there's two of these already. Yeah. And second of all, I thought, who is that actor? Keanu Reeves. I the didn't Matrix, even know baby. Who, I literally didn't speed, even know who baby he was. Speed. I knew the name. Yeah. But I did not know his face. No. Yeah. He's beloved. I think I'm just maybe too young for this. And then you're just very Filipino. So you just know him. No, I kind of agree because also like... Keanu so Reeves not is really not hot our, now. He's not of our generation. You know what? Like, our generation doesn't really, like, know and love Keanu Reeves. No, but he's, yours like... But Filipino, so you do. Yeah, and then he's he's kind of like the Ryan Gosling of the late 90s to oh, mid-90s. Oh, interesting. Where he kind of has that, like, boyish charm. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ryan Gosling went in the more, like, dramatic acting. And then Keanu Reeves went in, like, action. Yeah. I, action is such a trashy dra- genre. But I also love it. I love it. <laughs> you know? Cannot complain. I'm like, it is trashy. For some reason, it's like the the promos and like the the posters are always just like so shitty. Yeah. I'm like, these are ugly. Like, but who I did love these? It. Like, you're you should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, you made this look like only 58 year old men want to see this movie. Okay, literally, John Wick's whole the whole premise of John Wick is that his wife dies right of cancer and her last seven year old man's dream and her last like thing that she does before she dies of cancer is gives him this dog and then this like rival gang like this gang is out to get him because he used to be a spy Uh. and then they like kill his dog so the whole series is about him avenging this dog wow (laughs) basically i think pippa just farted Wow, Pippa. The she fuck? was upset about the dog. Well, I would be too if I knew that my brethren had died. Baby. For the sake of Alexis. a John Wick movie. <laughs> the baby. John. Um, so, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Keanu Reeves filmed all scenes in this movie in four days between shooting John Wick 3. <laughs> um, his scenes were filmed in San Francisco. Uh,. Ali Wong became or began performing while at UCLA. She was also a Fulbright scholar. I don't know if you know this. I did not, but I I know I love her brain. She literally went to UCLA, majored in like Asian American studies, uh, was a Fulbright scholar, went to Vietnam. I know like a lot about Ali Wong. This is kind of weird. No, I love this. <laughs> um, she's a Fulbright scholar. She's extremely intelligent. She didn't even start doing stand up until she was like 23, 24. And that, to me, is like, oh, there's still so much hope for me. There is. To succeed. You're only 22. Yeah. You're young. Yeah. Y-U-N-G. Thank young. you. Yeah. But anyways, oh, and then she started, so she um, so she began perform- performing at UCLA as a member of the university's LCC Theater Company, the largest and longest running university asian american theater company of which randall park was a co-founding member during his time at ucla oh my god cute yeah randall park is probably he's i think old, right he's like five eight or f- five or eight years older than eight I? or five i don't know those. the difference i don't i not don't know six and not seven but eight, eight or, or five. five eight or five probably listen it's one of the two okay um, Ali Wong told New York Magazine that when it looked like Keanu Reeves might not have been available, a number of other men were considered for this role, including Hong Kong actor Tony Lung, 
um, a Filipino American actor and martial artist Mark Dacascos. Mm, I don't know who either of them are. Uh, I think he was a Power Ranger, to be honest. Oh, um, was he the it, Yellow Power Ranger because Power Rangers were racist? <laughs> yeah, honestly, probably and sexist because the pink one was a girl. Yeah, the um, yellow one was Asian, I think. And in, yeah, was the black one black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Power Rangers was so the red up. one was white. Ironic. Um. <laughs> Indian American director M. Night Shyamalan and Paul Giamatti, uh, who's not Asian. The last option was Randall Park's idea. He thought Giamatti would be a really funny choice, but Wong vetoed it, saying it would be important to me that it be someone who was Asian American who would also be Marcus's worst nightmare. Because if Daniel Day Kim, who plays Sasha's fiance in the beginning of the film, showed up, you'd be like, ah, if you were Marcus. It's got to be someone even worse than that. Mm. So it's got to be someone who's internationally iconic and someone who fits those two Venn diagrams is basically Keanu Reeves. It's always been important to me to express my desire and attraction towards Asian American men. Since I first watched Speed, I was very aware that Keanu was Asian American because my family and community wouldn't shut up about it. Amazing. Maybe other people didn't know, but I never forgot that. That's so true. That's, I, you are very represented. Wow. Like, how does it feel? I, I Honestly, really weird. Is this what white people feel like all the time? Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, you watch something on screen and you're like, that's me. That's yeah. literally me to a T. That is how I felt when I started watching Broad City. Yeah. And I saw Alana. I was like, yeah. if I were Jewish, I would be you. Yeah, I felt like the very toned down version of Abby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The very toned down version. I mean, version. I'm a toned down version of Alana, and that's not saying a lot. No. I don't even think you're toned down. First time of someone Alana. told me I was there. They were like, oh, I've been watching the show Broad City and you are just like Alana. Then I started watching it and I was like, I'm offended. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I feel, is this how people see me when they first meet me? I was oh like, God. wow, I've learned a lot about myself and I hate myself. No. And then the more I started watching, I was like, just kidding. I love myself. Yeah. <laughs> the, what's it? Did you watch the episode where she like had to work at the co-op, but then she like didn't work at the co-op yes what i'm talking about god that was so long ago that was so funny that was great i don't know i think that's the most iconic alana episode in some ways i dude i just finished the series and i'm emotional isn't it i'm emotional it's a really good ending to a series though and they ended on their own terms which Mm -hmm. i really love i love them yeah they're my idols a lot of people are my idols but yeah that is how white people feel yeah i think um you know when i see a lot of rom-coms or things i i think i very easily relate to people because one i'm a libra and my per- personality is interchangeable um <laughs> and two i don't know they all look like me so <sighs> i think i do feel very represented a lot of the time and i do take it for granted yeah which i think most white people do yeah especially like with media like film and yeah. television like even we were just talking about fleabag and i was like oh i relate to her so much yeah and like it must be just really awesome to finally feel that i like in a really like way that i've never felt before honestly i I, like i told this to michael like because i was kind of getting emotional about it right after i watched it for the first time because i was like i can't believe like there's literally content out there that people are making right now that if i had seen like 10 years ago when i was a fucking like 13 year old girl this would have changed my life's 
like trajectory. I would yeah. have been like, wow, I can, I don't know, go Do into I acting. Want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be a fucking chef. Like, yeah. fuck this. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, this is like really, I don't know. It's really cool. It's really cool it's, in a way that like I yeah. really wish this content would have been around when I was younger. Right? But also, I'm really happy for all the people who are like getting to experience it now. Yeah. So like everyone who's growing up in this age of Ali Wong now, who's like. So nice. Who's like 13, 14 year old girls who are like, you know, maybe they're interested in comedy or maybe they're interested in performing or writing or whatever. And they get to see like, oh, this is like an Asian American woman who's talking about very relatable experiences Mm -hmm. and she's fucking hilarious. And also like the access to media Mm -hmm. that we have now. You know, like when we were growing up, if we wanted to see a movie, we went to Blockbuster. You know, we literally went to Blockbuster or... I don't even know where else we got movies. Oh, my God. No. I don't I, know. Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only place. Or, um, what's the, like, all the different iterations of LimeWire that came after LimeWire? Oh yeah. I never used any of those, really, but. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, U-Turn and all of those. All, like, I don't even know what that is. You just, like, downloaded I was movies a very straight-laced child. Movies and, like, albums off this very sketchy website, mm. which would definitely give your computer viruses, and, like, you just have to kind of put up with it. <laughs> wow yeah that's not the life that I led yeah but it's like exciting for like kids yeah, these age but I'm like but I'm thinking like the access to media nowadays you can go on Netflix and you can literally search Asian American yeah or you can search like LGBTQ you know like if I knew there were fucking lesbian movies out there I would have been like I first of all wouldn't have been terrified that I was gay mm-hmm. you know like when I was growing up when I was in middle school I was terrified that I was into women and then like oh it was only when I got into college and I was like oh I'm into everyone yeah that's cool <laughs> I was like yeah. it's whatever you know but I was genuinely scared growing up because I was like fuck what if like what does that mean for me like is my life gonna be hard blah blah, blah. and so I just you know dated men and just let that happen. Yeah. So it's, it's just really cool now that people can go into Netflix. And if I'm like, I want to see more than just fucking white people on my Netflix, like when I scrolled through the page, you can go in and search other stuff. And that category is there for you and available. And obviously we want it to expand and we want it to be more mainstream. But it's I just think it's super cool for people who are growing up now. No. Getting to, like, have the options. I 100% agree. And even looking at, like, the difference between the past, like, 10 years in what is comedy oh right God. now. Oh so, God. like, when I was growing up, like, all my comedy icons are, like, Adam Sandler. <laughs> literally, that's where I was going with this is, like, Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, all the Lonely Andy Island Samberg, guys. Yeah, for sure. Like, SNL, like, the white, golden yeah. age of, like, white people. So, like, yeah. Seth Meyers yeah. and, like... Oh, I love Seth Meyers. And, like, luckily for me, I got to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yes. And that was hugely influential on me, like, for seeing sure. women do it. But Dude, then, 30 like... Rock and Parks and Rec inspired the fuck out of me. Yeah, but then, like, now it's seeing, like, oh, these people who are, like, Mindy Kaling on The Office, they <gasps> oh, now have their own show. Mindy. Yeah, and it's, like, oh, seeing these people that, you like, used to her. be, like, the side characters on these shows, they're the main characters mm-hmm. now and seeing people like retta succeed mm-hmm. and i mean i know i've already brought her up once no because no, no, no. I, I truly admire her no um, I, I know what you mean Li- she like she's in so many shows right now yeah she's in like i mean obviously she did parks and rec and like that's where people like came to sort of know and love her yeah and now she's in like good girls girlfriends got to divorce she's in like a ton of shows at once and yeah. i'm like you're a fucking bad 
bitch and I love it no I 100% agree it's really cool to see all these people who kind of were like the fringe characters on these shows we used to watch yeah and then even if you watch SNL now it's like you have uh uh, Melissa Villasenor who's like Mm -hmm. literally a a Latina Mm -hmm. like a Latina on TV like on SNL yeah literally a cast member and you have like Leslie Jones and you have like like sh- I mean, we've had Kanan for a long time. Yeah, but like but, you're seeing like women of color yes. on TV as comedians, and they are like forefront and it's center, very cool. and they're not just like making jokes about like doing imitations of Sarah Palin. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's really exciting to me. It's really it exciting, exciting that people like Ali Wong are like in the universe right now, and I they think, are making content. Yeah. Baby Cobra, I think, had a huge effect on women. Just across the globe. I like, 100% women, agree. Women of color, like Asian American women. I think Baby Cobra just fucking tore it up. Like something happened when Baby Cobra came out. Something fucking changed in the air, you know? No. <laughs> like what we were breathing was different. I it 100% was like, agree. Like fucking congrats to whoever's idea it was to pitch, let's record Ali Wong and make it a special. You know, bless you. What's even more amazing to me is that, like, for that tour she was on before she even did that special Mm -hmm. was that she was, like, selling Groupon tickets on that tour. Yeah. Because she was, like, so, like, needing to sell tickets for that tour. And, like, and, like, look now. All her tours are fucking sold out. She'll do. Baby Cobra changed her life. Yeah. But it even more so, I think, changed the lives of so many people. No, definitely. Which is really cool and really just. I just respect her so much. Same. I mean, she's just iconic. Iconic. Out of this world, we love her. Brilliant. Great we gotta, writer. We should tag her in some of this stuff. Hilarious. Let her know that we love her and that we did a positive review of this. Yeah, literally. This is one of the listen up. We're talking about your influence on comedy. This this movie put such a like positive influence on my life. I don't even know. I'm very emotional. Yeah, same. I'm gonna dream about Ali Wong tonight. Yeah, I hope she, all the best for her. I hope her career is nothing but like positive. I'm ready A+. for the next movie. Yeah. Okay, Ali. I'm ready for the next one. I'm yeah. I hope she has a long. Se- I hope she does a fucking action comedy the next time. You know, fucking with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, like do whatever you want. I want to see her succeed. Me too. I mean, she's That's already succeeding, but you know, I, know. I want to see her amazing. thrive. I yes, she is thriving. Thirty years of success. <laughs> I I want continued success for her. I agree. Very much so. I love her a lot. Um, and it just like. I don't know. It's just been really cool to see her kind of like originally, you know, I've seen Blossom Fresh Off the Boat. Screen. Yeah. I see, <laughs> well, she used to be like like a writer for Fresh Off the Boat and just do stand up and then like get her own stand up special. And now mm-hmm. she's like acting in things and she's and getting roles. Them. And yeah, that's so cool. She is fucking blowing up and yeah. she's doing amazing sweetie. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I'm yeah well sarah this has been a genuine pleasure this has been amazing what i feel a night. good about talking about this movie i feel phenomenal dear listeners please watch this movie if you haven't already if you haven't fucking watched this movie look at your life look at your choices and fucking reevaluate yeah. bitch a hundred percent watch always be my maybe live laugh learn 2019 oh god it's so good i'm i'm emotional 
and I'm emotional for a lot of reasons today, but I'm mostly emotional that we're here right now and we're talking about Always Be My Maybe and comedy and women and my dog is wearing a mock turtleneck because it's storming outside and I'm just, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling strong. Yeah, same. Oh my god, I can't even tell you guys. Please watch this movie. Support Asian American content. Yeah, that that means support our content. Yeah. Even though our content is half white and I, so really it's only like a quarter asian american but you know yeah, whatever <laughs> hey but but we're three quarters immigrant yeah there you go so, so that basically makes us good to go yeah it's all about representation baby yeah and i'm girl i'm here to lift your voice up thank you i don't have a platform but if i did i would lift you up even more celebrate and uh i don't pro i was gonna say procreate that's wrong <laughs> celebrate and procreate that's Just incorrect kidding. don't because our planet is dying yeah no for sure mm. um yeah uh support keanu reeves i don't and know recycle um <laughs> uh well, ha- i love you man i love you too i'm really glad that we're back me too and- it feels good Dear listeners, get ready because we have content planned. Yeah, we need to look at that calendar. We're ready to go. We're back in action. We're off our hiatus and Mm. we're, you know, I just want to put it out there, guys, that one of these days we're going to be doing Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. And my dad is going to be the guest. Oh, yeah. So get get ready for that. That's going to be summer 2K19 for sure. Probably the end of summer because we're going to have to swindle him into it. Yeah, we're going to have to bribe him a little bit. There will be whiskey. It's because it's his favorite movie, but he doesn't want to admit it. It's his favorite movie. Why does he lie to himself? He refuses to admit it, but it is legitimately his favorite movie. I have caught him watching it on so many occasions. I love that. And every time it was on TV growing up, he'd go, oh, Pretty Woman's on. It's just, oh, let's, we'll just watch Pretty Woman. It's just so good. It is so good. It is. And you know what is even also good? Always Be My Baby. Always be my baby. Oh, and the movie ends on that song. Oh. So good. It's all about Oh my god, I love this movie. Okay. So if you guys want to engage with us some more, you Yo. can email us at romcomsweaveloved at gmail.com. You can also find us on the gram at at romcomsweaveloved. And you can also tweet us at to all the romcoms. Listen, I know it's different than all the other handles. Twitter has weird rules about character counts. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Our music is done by Ian Boyd. Thanks, Ian. And we love you. Um. Our podcast is produced by us. So suck and by it. By that, I mean it's produced by Sarah. <laughs> suck it, corporate America. <laughs> it's called DIY podcasting. Listen, Venmo me at. Christina Dash Archer, I think. Yeah, sure. Then, mommy, if you support this fucking podcast, honestly, like a dollar. <laughs> Just literally something. I was going to do a Patreon, but then I find out that they take 5% of your profits, and I was like, fuck that. I don't understand how Patreon works. Also, I don't really think people use it, so that's it's why because, we haven't set it it's up. It's because if people donate to it, like if if someone donates a dollar to us, we only get 95 cents. And it's I was still like, 95 cents more than I had before. But though. I was like, Venmo me. Okay, yeah. And that's I get true. the full dollar. Yeah. So me- Venmo me at Christina Dash Archer and just write podcast. Yeah. Or write Ali Wong. <laughs> or write 
support Asian Americans. Yeah, just give me a dollar. Maybe right? 50 cents. No, here, if you're a real one, write Parmesan cheese. <gasps> that would be amazing. And then um, maybe one day we'll be able to afford a mixer instead of just two USB mics. Oh, my God. Wow, Listen, what a dream. Technology is really hard and we don't know what we're doing. Listen to me. I didn't go to college to be an audio engineer. Ooh. I went to college to fucking be a liberal arts major and do cocaine. We went to college together to specifically study war movies. Yeah. What's up, Tanine? Yeah, Tanine, what's up? We love you. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, you guys. It's been great and we'll see you next time. Honestly, it's been real. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.